Welcome to the Rimfire Tactical Podcast. This is your host, Chris, from RimfireTactical.com. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to episode 64, everybody. If this is your first time here, thanks so much for checking out the podcast. There's at least 63 other episodes, so feel free to download those and check them out. And once you've done that, once you listen to the podcast, do me a favor, head on over to wherever you've downloaded that uh, podcast episode, whether it's iTunes or um, Podbean, whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, head on over there, give us a five-star review. I mean, you could give us a one-star or a two-star, but you know, winners, winners go with the five-star. Now, if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. Greatly appreciate it. Really excited that you're here. So here's the thing, guys. There's a lot happening right now in the world. I don't think I need to go into any details for anyone that's listening to this episode to know that, yep, it's hard to find rifles. It's hard to find handguns. It's hard to find ammunition. It's hard to find just about anything. And if you do, there's a really good chance that you're paying more for it now than you would have just a few months ago and definitely just a year or two ago things are um you know constantly changing that's that's just a part of the process and we all know that but seeing how prices keep going up and uh really (laughs) what's crazy to me is even with the prices going up and availability going down it doesn't really seem like it's slowing down people's need or desire to buy. And so that's got me to thinking about something that I see come up from time to time. And so I just want to go into this real quick. And this isn't going to be a long episode, but I just want to share something that um, I'm hoping you guys will give me some feedback on. And so when I'm done, you know, talking about this, do me a favor, head over to the Rimfire Tactical Facebook group and you know let me know what you think also you can head on over to um, rimfiretactical.com we're doing some build out on the back end of the site but you can email me there to contact at rimfiretactical.com and let me know what you think but you know a common trend just about any time that you talk about um, really any sort of competition this isn't just guns this could be cars this could be anything there is a tendency that a lot of people have which is that if they are not successful the first indication or the first thing not indication but the first thing that a lot of people do is they say i need better equipment and I would assume that most everyone who's listening to this episode has probably been in that place. The assumption is it's not that I'm not shooting well enough. It's that my rifle isn't shooting well enough or my pistol or I need better ammunition or I need better optics. And what got me thinking about this a conversation I was having with someone 
a real good friend of mine. Um, it's a gentleman that's local to me and he's an older fella and really likes to shoot. And so what has happened is he's primarily a shotgun shooter, but I've really gotten him interested into shooting 22s. And he's been on this progression from, I think it started off with, a, I can't remember if he had a Marlin or if it was a Savage. And then it's went from there. If it was a Marlin, he went from that to a Savage. If it was a Savage, he went from that to a Marlin. Um, he's since then moved on to CZ. And uh, I think there may have even been a Ruger Precision in there somewhere. But he, he's he's got the CZ uh, right now. He's got actually several of them. And, you know, in each instance, he's looking for more accuracy. And then once he was happy with the accuracy, because let's face it, CZs provide some of the best accuracy for the money of anything out there. But after he got there with the rifle, then it started with, you know, there was, there was a, the same trend that was happening with optics and with ammo while he was kind of working through, you know, the, the rifle search and he doesn't compete. He just likes to go out and shoot with his buddies and, you know, he likes to be able to shoot as well as they do and, you know, and give them a hard time if he outshoots them that day and they have a more expensive rifle than he does or whatever. But his comment, he wasn't even talking about shooting rifles. We were talking about shotguns because he's always asking me if I'll go out and shoot shotguns with him. And as I've explained to him many times, I've somehow managed to figure out a way to make shooting rimfires expensive. So I really don't want to go start playing with shotguns when, you know, it's not uncommon for some of those guys to have 10, 15, 20 or 30 grand or more in their shotgun. So he was telling me though, how a lot of shooters that come out, have a perfectly capable shotgun, whether it's a pump or, you know, over under semi-auto side by side, whatever the case may be, they have a shotgun. It's just fine. And they come out, they expect to shoot. Well, they get beat. And then, you know, immediately the thought process is I got to have a better, better shotgun. And, he named off several instances where folks would come out with a perfectly capable uh, shotgun, a nice shotgun. It might be a Browning Satori or, uh, you know, something along those lines. That's a very nice shotgun that lots of people shoot great scores with. But somebody who won that particular night might have been shooting something nicer. Maybe it's a Beretta. Maybe it's a, um, Craig off or a Parazzi or whatever. And he said, you know, it's always interesting to watch how some of the, uh, the folks almost like every other match or so, uh, they, they show up with new guns. And he said, the interesting thing is their, their, their shooting never gets better. They were a mid pack or below shooter before, and they keep spending more money on new guns but their performance never gets better. They're still a mid-pack shooter. And it got me to thinking, when you start looking around the different types of competitions that we all shoot, 
And I realize that, you know, there's folks from all over the world that listen to the podcast. And trust me, I am very, very thankful and grateful for you guys. I mean, when I look at the stats and I see that, you know, there's people, you know, outside the U.S. listening. There's lots of folks in Europe, um, Australia, New Zealand, Asia. It just blows my mind. Uh, I'm, I'm literally blown away by it. So, you know, the matches that you shoot... It may be something like NRL 22 or PRS matches, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's Steel Challenge or um, maybe Silhouettes your game. What's interesting, though, is that through the years, I've noticed that there, there seems to be really a few different groups of people that shoot in matches. So you have the folks that are the old, uh, the old timers. And I'm not talking age. I'm just talking their experienced shooters, and they've shot that match several times. And a lot of times what you find is that those folks are happy with the rifle that they have and the you know scope and ammo combo. And even if they're not necessarily overly happy about it or with it, they're not unhappy enough that they're going to uh, go out and buy something else. They enjoy coming out to shoot. You know, it's all about the camaraderie. It's, you know, getting to hang out at the range. And that's what they're looking for, the enjoyment, the entertainment. Then you have the folks who are basically trying to decide what it is they want. So, you know, they're going to bring whatever they have to shoot the match, but they're looking at see what everybody else has. And, you know, the great thing about shooting rimfires is I've never been in a match where, if someone asks another shooter about their rifle or their hand, I've never been in a match where that person wouldn't say, Hey, come here, check it out. You know, see how it feels, you know, take some shots down range. I mean, literally, you know, doing everything we can to help that person either make the decision that yes, it's a really good fit for them or maybe it's not, you know, I mean, there's times where I've seen, People say, hey, can would you mind if I looked at that, that rifle or if I if I could just shoot it, you know, I'm I'm never gonna spend the kind of money on on one like those things cost, but boy, it would sure would be cool. So you have that group of folks. And then, you know, just about every competition I've ever been a part of, like I said, whether this is guns or cars or anything else, there's a third group that's part of the competitions, and those are the people who are there to win. And that is the ultimate goal for them. I mean, yeah, they're, they're probably going to have some fun and everything, but I mean, they're going to win. They want to win. And if they don't win, you know, they're not only disappointed with themselves, but they are analyzing, trying to figure out why didn't I win? If, it, if we're talking about, you know, a rimfire match, why didn't I shoot well? And, you know, I will freely tell you, that I fall into all of those categories at different times. But a lot of times what happens is when you're, you're focused on winning and not really just, you know, thinking the whole process through, but like you're so focused on winning and then things don't happen the way you want them to, you don't shoot well, or maybe you shoot well. And it just so happens somebody else shot better that day. It happens, happens a lot. But one of the things that I think a lot of people have a tendency to do is they get focused on the fact that someone else won 
And the first thing is to look and say, well, were they shooting? Maybe, you know, let's just say it's, we're talking NRL 22. The person who won, maybe they're shooting a nicer rifle. And when I say nicer, you know, I'm not necessarily getting hung up on, you know, is it prettier or whatever, but maybe it's more expensive. That We'll just go with money, okay? Maybe it's a more expensive rifle. And so the thought process is, well, you know, the guy shooting the CZ, maybe it's a CZ MTR, um, which, you know, excellent rifle. Maybe the guy shooting the MTR shot really well, but the person who won the match, maybe they're shooting a Voodoo. And so the, you know, the first thought is, well, maybe if I was, if I got a Voodoo, the Voodoo would shoot better. Or maybe it's that it's not the gun that's the problem. Maybe the guy that's shooting the CZ, maybe he's got a, uh, a Vortex Diamondback tactical, you know, it's a real popular scope. And maybe the person who won the match, maybe their scope was, I don't know, it's a night force. And the thought process is, you know what? I need better glass. The Vortex is good, but the night force is better. So I need to go that route. You know, those are really common things that I think a lot of people go through. And let's face it, all of us are always looking for, you know, ways to be more accurate and everything. But the one area where I don't think this is an issue is ammunition. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we all have to choose what or decide how much we're willing to spend on ammo. But we can all agree that, especially when it comes to rimfires, if you can find the right ammunition that your rifle likes, you will be miles ahead. I mean, and your am the, the ammo that, that works the best in your rifle may be more expensive than some of the other stuff out there, or it may be less expensive. But if you find really expensive ammo that works in your rifle, great. If you find really expensive ammo and it doesn't work in your rifle, you're just, you know, you're going to hurt your scores. So going back to talking about the rifle and the, and the scope, what's so crazy to me is so often it's, we get focused on, I need better equipment. When in actuality, if you go out and you talk to a lot of people who tend to win more matches than maybe some of the other shooters, especially if they're consistently winning, what you find out is sometimes, man, they are absolutely shooting with, with some great equipment. They may have as good of a rifle as is available. The same may be true for scopes. They may have any, you know, all that stuff. But what they're doing that a lot of other shooters aren't doing is they're practicing. And at the end of the day, practice is what wins. Practice is, is the most important thing. And I had someone tell me the other day when they were asking how to get better. And, and I love how you know people ask me this and I, I'm really do appreciate it, but I mean, there are great shooters out there that are miles ahead of, of where I am. And I will freely acknowledge that. But, you know, they were talking about buying new equipment and, and literally they were talking about starting from scratch, just brand new rifle, brand new scope, you know, uh, bases, rings, new uh, trigger, new bipod, the whole deal. And I'm like, man, before you go and spend, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars, which is where you're going to be with the equipment you're talking about. Why don't you go either ship your rifle off to Lapua or to Ely, whatever you want to shoot. Send that barreled action off to them, 
let them test your rifle and then go ahead and buy ammo that shoots the best in the rifle. And if you don't want to do that, fine, but find some ammo that your rifle shoots really, really well, and then buy as much of that lot of that ammo as you can find and spend time at the range. Or even better, if you don't want to go all in and buy, you know, cases or a case or, you know, even a couple of bricks, find the ammo that your rifle likes, but then dry fire. Most of the rifles you can dry fire without any issue, but if, you, if you're concerned about it, grab some snap caps or, um, you know, even drywall anchors, number two drywall anchors. A lot of people use those, but get time behind the trigger, figure out where things aren't going well. You know, if you're shooting NRL 22 and you did well on four of the five stages, but the fifth stage is what take you, took you from, from winning the match to being number three or number four, figure out what went wrong on that stage. Is that stage something that, uh, you know, was in an offhand stage and that's something that you don't normally practice? A lot of people don't. I think that's the, one of the main reasons it's, that they always include that, you know, an offhand stage in the, the NRL 22 matches. It, it's really to separate people. Um, but if that's what constantly hurts your score, the only way you're ever going to get better is to practice. And whether you're putting rounds down range or you're simply dry firing at home, if you don't practice how to hold the rifle, how to, to you know handle the weight, how to squeeze the trigger and not come off the, the target, if you don't put that time in, you're only going to hurt yourself. So now that I've got all that out of the way, I will say this, if in fact you know, you're spending plenty of time shooting and maybe you're not finishing where you want, you know, there isn't anything wrong with getting a new rifle or a new scope. I'm, you know, I'm the world's probably best example of, you know, finding reasons to get something. You know, it's like, well, you know, if I, if I had this rifle or if I had this scope, I probably could have maybe scored a few more points. Maybe I could have ran the bolts a little faster. Maybe I could have, uh, you know, seen that little, that little limb that was sticking out um, over the target that, you know, from the angle I'm shooting at, I just didn't see it. And so I hit the limb instead of catching the target. You know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I recently shot a match where a uh, fellow that was there each ma or each year that I've shot the match, he has had a new rifle and it's always, you know, he's always chasing that next, uh, that, that next best thing. And what's cool about it. He's a great guy. I've watched him go from, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, a uh, few different CZs now, uh, just recently, uh, upgraded to, or I say upgraded, got a Begara, uh, also went from a Begara over to an Anschutz and, you know, he's taken the approach of different rifles, you know, to see what works best for him. And the cool thing is 
you know, if you're out here shooting multiple types of matches, I think I talked about this on a previous episode. I've been down that path of trying to find a rifle that works great for everything, all the different matches, everything from shooting off of a bench to silhouette to NRL 22. I've tried. And while there's definitely quite a few of them out there that work pretty good, they'll work well enough. Um, I don't think that there's necessarily anything that's going to be ideal. You know, I talked in a previous episode, I think maybe even episode 63, I talked about uh, a seventeen twelve on shoots that I've got, which is insanely accurate. It's crazy to me how accurate that rifle is. That rifle feels so good when you're shooting it offhand. It, it's, you know, great off of a bench. But that rifle is absolutely not one that I would want to take and shoot in an NRL 22 match. I wouldn't want to do that because... A, the barrels, I think, uh, 21 and a half or 23 and a half. Can't remember. I think it's 23 and a half inches. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a beautiful piece of wood that would immediately get banged up on barricades. Not to mention the fact that the rifle itself, that narrow sporter stock is just not ideal in any way, shape, or form when you're shooting off of barricades with you know i don't care how great a uh, mini game changer bag is it's still going to be a challenge to get it stable as if you've got a wider forehand you know on like you would on a mcmillan or manor stock or a good chassis or something like that so ultimately you know i think it just comes down to put the time in put the practice in get to the point where you can outshoot the gun because I think most of us, even after years and years of shooting, I think most of us are still in a place where we don't outshoot the gun. The gun can still outshoot us. The problem typically isn't the gun or the ammo or the scope. Most of the time it's the nut behind the trigger. I believe that's the, the phrase that gets used all the time, but Hey, I promise this is going to be a short episode. It's just something I wanted to, uh, to get out because it's I've heard it you know come up a couple times recently and had lots of conversations about it. So that's it for this week's episode. Go out, have fun, shoot fast, shoot often, win the match. Cheers. <laughs>